I suppose this takes a few minutes. Yeah, it's a little delay. Okay. Alrighty. I can hear you. Let's hope you still can. Oh, my God. Hello. Hello, Jennifer. Hello again for the it's fourth It's working. Time. Yes, John can hear me. Yes. Don't ask me why. I didn't do anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's try it again. The, the, maybe we'll have to wait for the storm to pass. How long does it take a Northeastern to go by? About two or three days? Well, the running joke is wait 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry about this, guys. I don't know. We just keep on trying. I don't care. <clears throat> All right. It's oh. worth what they're saying. They're, they're talking to Carmen for about three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I appreciate the good comments. Yes, I can hear them, Jennifer. But I don't know why, because we're doing the same thing we always did, and he wasn't coming through. And I guess uh, let me know if I sound choppy. You know, let us know how you guys hear us. I don't know on the YouTube site. I think you have a good uh, radio voice. Who? You. Me? Yes. I don't mumble? I'm not mumbling? No, no, you sound great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, guys. Oh, my God. We went through a lot of you guys' questions. Uh, seems to be working now. Carmen... Uh, did a lot of questions. He even said, uh, Brittany Barlett's uh, kids, uh, Daryl and Donamick, one is six and one is eight years old. Uh, Carmen, they're uh, they're fans of yours, uh, Daryl and Donamick. Unbelievable, very good. Um, hi, Daryl and Dominic. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Are you going to be blackfish someday? It's tough to be, uh, I love doing carpentry myself. Uh, I was uh, educated in civil engineering, but um, I love doing things with my hands. I love building things. I love remodeling things. Um, but as you get older, you get the, the back issues and things like that. But I always love making things with my hands, Carmen. I thought I was a good carpenter until I nearly cut my finger off the other day. What the heck happened there? I got too close to a saw. Table saw? No, just a plain hand saw. Oh, my God, Carmen. Eight stitches. Unbelievable. People are always asking me if I get burnt in the blacksmith shop, and I say usually once or twice a day. Yeah. Now, you're not at the, the Ross Farm 
every day, right? I mean, you have a separate shop from the Ross farm? I have three different shops that I do some work in. Each shop has a specialized uh, purpose. And I set up shops for other people as well. And that means I can use any of those shops. Right now, the Ross Farm Museum is closed because of COVID. Right. So you're a black shop smith set it upper. You set them up as far as where the furnace is supposed to be, where the tools are, and everything else. Yes, I will set up shops, and I also uh, teach blacksmithing as well. Wow. And, and any kind of schooling, or is it like a BOCES? Is it like a uh, – where's the places that you teach? Um, I live in uh, pretty much central Nova Scotia, so I have a couple shops on each coast, a couple inland, all over the place. Unbelievable. There's a certain uh, way that you set up your shop so that the flow – is uh, good because when the metal is hot, you only got a couple seconds to do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I'm hearing some kind of noise. You're still there? Yep. But uh, I just like this other question that Bridget had. As you know, have you seen any rare finds from Oak Island from anywhere else in the area? Some of the nails and hinges and uh, spikes. Axes, yes, they are fairly common. The uh, mining tools, the tunneling tools, no, I've never, not seen them in, in uh, any other area. But Oak well, Island. In that coastline area, no. Yeah, but I thought they mined up there, there in, uh, I thought they mined in Gold, what's it, Gold River. So they must have stuff all over the place on their Gold River where they were doing gold, no? They did do digging on the Gold River, yes, but that was just for gold, and it's a different process altogether. <clears throat> but uh, then we get a lot of broken uh, pickaxes. We're getting a lot of pickaxes and a lot of axe heads. Yes. Then that one pickaxe that had a stretch factor right in the thick part of it, Mama me, they must have hit a rock about a thousand times to crack that. Yes, that's an uh, unusual crack. Um, it probably uh, maybe was stuck in a rock and they hit it with another hammer or something like that and broke it. Right, because Carmen, wouldn't the stress fracture on the head of a pickaxe, wouldn't the handle let go first before it would crack the, the, the iron or the metal? <clears throat> no, if the, if the handle was made out of ash, it would take a lot of stress and bending before it would break. Oh, really? The axe head would break first. The handles break because they get rotten or they get dry or um, they're uh, wet. Yep. Uh, Tony Sampson's in the house. He says hello, Carmen. Hi, Tony. Does he put pine tar on his, on his boats? I'd love to go for a tour. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen, does he put pine tar on his boats on the bottom? <laughs> oh, does it leak that bad? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm cracking up. Everything's going crazy tonight. I'm just Carmen. I'm just I'm just cracking up. I don't know. I can't yeah. help it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pleasure. Yes, when it works. 
I still like a hammer. There's not much can go wrong with a hammer. Right. Unbelievable. And they do have things like on YouTube, like how did these old timers, you know, split these rocks? How the hell did they drill all these holes for like an inch apart for like 40 feet and then split a rock perfectly and have a uh, smooth face on it? What do you think of that? I mean, I know you're a blacksmith, but the process of doing that, what do you think? All rocks have fibers into it, much like the wood. You just got to know how to read a rock and find the fibers. And it'll split along those grains. I call them fibers, but some people call them grains. All rocks have grains in them. If you can right. read the rock, find the grain, you can split the rock. Three ways of splitting the rocks, feathers and wedges, which involves drilling holes. Right. You can also make a big fire around it and throw cold water on it really fast. That'll split rocks. Really? Or you can big holes. These holes have to be two to three inches around, about six inches deep. Fill them full of water and let winter freeze it. Okay, right. The frost uh, heaves uh, tons of weight, right? It'll split rocks, yeah. But what did they use far, as far as drilling, uh, hand drilling utensils, like through granite? How the heck did they do that in the old days? Hand drills are really high carbon and hard steel, about three feet long. They would either have a wedge on the end or a star shape on the end. Somebody would hold that while another person hits it with a hammer. Oh, boy. After every hammer hit, the drill is turned about a half to uh, about a quarter to a half turn each time. And after an hour or so, you get down three inches. Wow. I don't know how they did it in the old days, Carmen. I have no idea how they did it. It's blood, sweat, and tears. Yep, it's just unbelievable. It is. And some of the construction that was done, you know, like the castles they made in the 1300s and, and, and the metal work that they did, uh, it's just, and, and what about, look, I said the forge and fire, but only because, you know, how the Templars, you know, how did they make their swords with their uh, fire kills and uh, all that equipment and all that metal equipment? They must have had a thousand blacksmiths just making their uniforms. <clears throat> Sword makers use a lot of Damascus steel. Uh, they were the cream of the crop of blacksmiths. They were specialized blacksmiths. They were uh, blacksmiths that were uh, requested by royalty and, uh, and uh, the noble houses to create finely crafted tools and weapons. But what about these people that they made, you, you've seen them, like uh, the Roman chariots. They're covered in, I don't know, not gold, but I don't know what they're covered, the wheels and the spikes and the tools and the uniforms. These are a specialist that you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Armors, uh, light material blacksmiths, people who can uh, chase metal, form metal. Uh, they would have had a lot of uh, hardies and, and swages. Very decorative, very ornate, in a primitive way. It wouldn't have been stylish like modern blacksmiths would be, but very uh, artistic, very ornate for the time right. period. Some of them uniforms I've seen that they preserved or whatever they have, they look pretty creative uh, for the time that they made them. You know, you would almost think they had lasers or something. I said, how the heck did they do that by hand? Just really finely crafted skills over a lot of time 
Wow. They had a lot of time because that was their only job was to be an armorer or somebody that would make chain mail, pass the skills on from one generation to another. Right. Now, could you ever duplicate like a shield, like a, a an armored shield or anything like that if you had the, uh, not instructions, but if you found all the know-how to do that, could you duplicate a uh, Templar shield or a Templar helmet or anything like that? Or that's way beyond me now. I have not made a uh, helmet, but I've made a shield, sword, axes, uh, chainmail, stuff like that. Really? Was that for like a separate customer or is that just for like yourself? Movies. Movie companies. Mainly movie companies. Oh, okay. Unbelievable. Um, Master and Commander. Uh, Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. Yeah, I made the uh, murder weapon. <laughs> I was just thinking about Lizzie Borden with the axe, right? The the axes? Yeah. And you made that's the murder unique. weapon. That's a unique axe. You cannot <laughs> go out and buy one like it. There's a reason for that. Listen, members, we just got a tidbit of information that nobody else knows. Carmen Lake. From the quest of Oak, uh, from the curse of Oak Island, made Lizzie Barden's murder weapon. Now, where are you going to find that information on the internet? Go ahead. Where are you guys going to find that information, members? What do you think out there? Unbelievable. What other secrets you got, Carmen? Oh, uh. uh well, we know I've, you're doing. We know you're doing a book, right? You got a book out. We want to make sure everybody knows about that. My next book is about uh, stories that you would hear in the blacksmith shop. It'll take place over a day or two, and people will come and go, and uh, I will tell them, give them a sense of what it's like to live in the 1800s um, in a blacksmith shop. The stories that you would hear, the laughter, the crying, the blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, that's my uh, what my next book will be. Um, I uh, am a traditional blacksmith. Right. I consider myself one of only five in North America. Now that I've done blacksmithing for 18 years, I want to concentrate concentrate on teaching. Right. Pass some of your knowledge on to somebody that wants to grasp it. I hear you. I have very specialized traditional skills that nobody else has. I know a lot of people here too. Also, I don't know if they're blacksmiths or what do they do, but they make a lot of uh, metal and iron and fancy staircases and balcony, uh, not balcony, balcony uh, gates and gates that go into their homes, a big iron gates with all kinds of fancy ornate uh, uh, designs on them, maybe in Hollywood or somebody that's a millionaire wants a nice fancy iron gate. Um, that's a technique in itself, right, Carmen? It is, yeah. It's more of a modern blacksmithing uh, thing with uh, modern techniques, welders, and uh, and certain things like that. Um, a lot of blacksmithing is involved, but it's really being a, a wrought iron worker or a metal worker or a fabricator. Fabricator, yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. Jennifer says, yeah, they had patience. Today, they don't have no patience. They want everything yesterday. 
Yes. You got to have a lot of patience when you're uh, doing blacksmithing. Um, I go with the 10,000 hour rule. If you spend 10,000 hours learning to make hinges or 10,000 hours learning to make shoes, you'll get good yeah. at it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Unbelievable. But I think we're uh, smooth now for some reason, Carmen. We're, 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 we're real smooth so far. Okay, then let's repeat that one question that if you ever had an object that you've seen that you believe to be uh, from the Vikings, I found out very interesting about a Viking um, ornament. <clears throat> the only item that I would consider be from that time period would be the twigs that was used to sharpen rock drills. It's a hammer-type object. Um, the eye, the construction of it, the way it was put together, the primitive nature of the item suggests that it could be from the late 1300s through the 14, maybe the early to mid 1500s. Unreal. Um, Thomas says, uh, Carmen, when the crew brings you an object, does that get you excited to maybe recreate the object? I mean, you know, get all the rust off, get all the things off. It's broken half or anything to recreate a full looking object. What do you think? I have recreated uh, some of the objects for uh, Marty and Rick and the crew. Um, some of the hinges I'd like to recreate, but I've made thousands and thousands of hinges. Uh, Personally, I like a hinge made in the French style, and the hinges I've saw so far were not French; they were English. English hinges, yeah. French um, style is more artistic and uh, and uh, flowing. English style tends to be more ornate and ostentatious. German style seems to be more austere. Okay. This other uh, person, I can't even pronounce her name, Shetna Bakta, says, I would like to know how we got into blacksmithing, his educational background, and he has also searched for artifacts uh, himself, or do you just identify what's brought to you? Um, I mentioned earlier that uh, there were blacksmith shops in the neighborhood, and I used to spend time in different ones as a kid. Uh, blacksmith shops here in this area are focused on farming and forestry. We used a lot of these items uh, all the way up until 1975. Then we started using modern machinery. Uh, 18 years ago when I started working as a blacksmith, people would come and say, I want this reproduced in the French style of 1700s. I would have to do my research and find out what the French style of a hinge was in the 1700s. What the English style of uh, making shoes was in the 1800s or the 1850s. They wanted these items to be reproduced exactly the way they were made back in the, in the uh, time period. So mm -hmm. I had to do the research. And doing these research, I realized that over time, the style and the process of the methods changed over the time. And that is, you can see that in the work or in the artifacts found from that time period. And I, I thought it was very interesting to be able to identify the item when it was made, now mind you, I 
try to be uh, as accurate as I possibly can. Right. I leave myself a time frame, and I can pretty much tell you what nationality made it. Uh, in the more recent times, I can also tell you what blacksmith made it. Oh, my God. I don't know how you do it, Carmen. I have no idea. I see a lot of artifacts over over time. I uh, spend time at a lot of websites and museums. Uh, I make it a point to uh, compare one hinge style to another hinge style. Yeah. Again, I focus on English, French, and German. All right. But the whole thing I'm trying to get out of this, Carmen, is see if John Stummer's got this right. Out of all the islands around Oak Island, around also the mainland, See if I got this right, Carmen. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oak Island is the only place you have seen mining equipment, not equipment, mining tools come from. Tunneling, yeah. I'm not mining. Uh, the only way I'm saying mining is because I saw this map, and I'll show you. If you can see that, it says yeah. mining. Yep. So what they were mining, we know they were mining something there. So obviously that's where the tools are coming from. I can't make it any bigger. No indication on the map what they were mining? They just said mining lease, Carmen. And... um. Very interesting. And that map, I think, was from. I got to get the dates. I'm not sure. I knew they were doing some uh, mining and tunneling, but right. this really uh, verifies it, doesn't it? And I can't make these. I'm trying to make these pictures bigger. And here, if you can see, this is where I was showing. Uh, this is a 1974 map from uh, Fred Nolan as you see the swamp on top and a big trench that they're showing us now and also wagon roads. And this is what I was telling you about. There was a uh, Anthony Graves farm on here right now. I mean, in, in this plot of uh, Fred Nolan's map. So there is wagon trails. Um, there is piles of rocks um, plotted on this map. So now they're saying, well, they're finding it now, and I'm saying, well, this map's 46 years old. And, uh, and that's why I was asking you about, you know, you're an expert in the oxens, the oxens. Yeah. And, of course, they're going to put in, well, they're going from the paved areas. There, now, there's two paved areas in the swamp now. There's a big paved area and a small paved area on the lower part of the swamp. Correct. And they're, and they're saying, well, they're going to be hauling. They're hauling treasure. They're hauling military items. To where? I don't know. They're on an island. I don't know if there was a warehouse they were putting the stuff to or going through on a tunnel. I'm not sure. So when you said the oxens, and I see where it says wagon roads, and I see Anthony Graves' farmland, and I also see Nolan shaft. There's two more shafts that they have to find. And a ring bolt that was in a, in a rock. Mm-hmm and piles of rocks, and they're just telling us now, but this map's been available for 46 years. You can buy this map on Amazon, you know what I mean? 
Right. Um, that's why I was asking you about the oxens. I mean, they could be just hauling fertilizer from the farmhouse to the fields. If there's a pile of rocks, maybe they cleared the land so they can grow their cabbage and grow their and do their crops. That's what farmers do. They either make a stone property edge with stones that I know of. You yes, know, like your sure. property, your property ends here. So all these stones, we're gonna make a little three-foot wall because this is where the line is between me and you. Or I'm just going to pile all these rocks right. in this bottom corner because I don't know, maybe I'll make a well or something in the beginning uh, in another 10 years and line my well with these rocks. Don't you think, Carmen? What do you think? Yeah, uh, when the farmers were clearing land and making fields, they would take these rocks and dump them at a, on a line somewhere. It's usually a boundary line between neighbors. Uh, not always, but uh, usually. Uh, I don't know what the date was of uh, on the map that these – uh, trails were indicated to be put there or be used or anything. But right, it was uh, plotted in nineteen seventy. Plotted in nineteen seventy four, but who knows how long it's been there? Maybe two hundred years. Who knows? Yeah, that's right. We don't know how long the trails and trenches been there. And he also said on the map there was a sandstone with a ship pointing to the uh, triangle stones. Um, well, be all the stuff is lost now because of all the demolishing they did. Over the many years, yes. Yeah, it just demolished, you know. And this is the full map, if you can see it. It's as big as I can make it. But I got the arrow, and that's towards the trenches. But um, Oh, yeah. Yes, I see. You know, there's piles of rocks in a triangle, but that can be just a pile of rocks all over the place. Okay. Uh, I can mention that the uh, wagon trail, or where the ox shoes were found along the trail, yeah. On uh, one of the episodes, yeah, it's not that wagon trail. It would have been uh, more perpendicular to that one. It's not on this map. So you're saying it's going from the swamp on the side of the trench? Yeah. I'd say the trench is the path. They filled it in with rocks. Yeah, could have, could be. What this trench is could be irrigation for a field. I mean, why do you just have a trench that's just, what, 300, 400 feet in the middle of a piece of land? That's for irrigation because you got the swamp, you got the water for irrigation for your farmland. Then when you don't use it, you put the rocks in there. And now you guys, you guys, now they're thinking that's a a path for uh, wagons going where? I mean, where the heck are they going? I uh, know on the island, uh, in that particular spot, there would be no reason for irrigation uh, trenches. The uh, the land is, the contour of the land is such that there would be no irrigation needed there, no trenches, no drain trenches or anything like that needed in that area. So that trench would have to be for another reason. What the heck would you make a trench for? Not unless you're building a house or making a road or irrigate. I'm just trying to think if I'm in a, if I got my backhoe out there and I'm digging a trench, well, you know, it's for a purpose. Yeah, good question. Yeah. Another mystery to solve. Oh, man. Hey, I'm supposed to begin answers, Carmen. I don't want to get more questions over here. Give me a piece of iron. Right, 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 right. Right. I hear you. And then I'll show you the picture of the 
Now, if they could find something, an artifact in the trench, then that would give you a clue as to what the trench was for. Right. We need the clues, right? We need the yeah. clues. They need to search in that area. Right. I just wanted to show you this. This was have- the smaller um, stone pathway here. I don't know if you saw these pictures. I don't know what you see and what you don't see. I have seen it. I've walked on it. Okay. So that's a small uh, pathway there. Yeah. And now that's where they're going to put the uh, the coffer dam. So they must have found something of value or something that they got to do. It's not on the eye of the swamp. It's not in the middle of the swamp. It's on the lower edge of the swamp that they're going to put the coffer dam up next year. That's right. So something made them do that and get a permit, you know, for that stuff right there. Then I also saw this when I was hunting around under this tree. I came up as the tree shadows to the left and the excavators on top to the left. I couldn't get away from this dark hole. So I just said, well, it could be a tunnel. I'm not sure because the water is a little grayish on the bottom, so it's not water. I don't see no shadows going to the left on this dark hole. And that's right about where they're going to put the coffer dam also. So, it certainly looks like a hole, doesn't it, John? Yeah, I. that's all I did was lighten it up a little bit. You know, I don't have Photoshop or anything like that. I just got pictures. You can put it lighter. You can put it darker. You can put it uh, clearer. And But I couldn't get away from this dark hole. So I don't <clears> know what that is. You can see on the side, on the left-hand side, as you look at it, that you, it looks like a... Uh, an eight foot by six by six on the left-hand side looks like some kind of left side of a shaft, not shaft, but a, a six by six beam or something. Can you see that? No, I can't see the beam. I do see the hole. Certainly to the left, you see that square rectangular long no, piece too, on there? Too small, too hazy. Too small, too small. Yeah, too small. But, uh, and this is located where? You see the tree on the bottom right? Oh, yes, yes. See the hole right there? Right. Oh, yes, yes. No, you know, point tree. the tree. Isn't that something? Point the tree where I got the circle and then look over here. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's exactly, <laughs> that's the exactly same spot that they're going to put the coffer dam. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But yet, on Fred Nolan's plot, his two shafts are on the other side of the island. I mean, on the other side of the swamp. Yes. You know, we're we're on the right-hand side. His stuff is off to the left side, or what's that? The west side, right? The west side. It is. That's right. That's right. Yep. So all his stuff is on the west side on the plot, and nothing down here. Yep. If it is a tunnel or uh, entrance way, why would you have to have one on each side of the island? Escape. I don't know. Back doors. Who knows? No, that's another question I got for you. You're a Templar, or you're somebody that's going to be digging a tunnel on Oak Island. How many guys, not many guys, how many, how much stuff would you need 
to dig a 200-foot hole, feed them, <clears throat> have them sleep there, and the whole nine yards to do a project like this here, if you got an idea, like in the old timers, because you know the old ways, that's why I'm asking you, with a pickaxe and a shovel and the timbers and everything else, how long would it take to do something like this? This is just a money pit. Not all these tunnels. They got tunnels all over the place. They must have been digging there for 100 years straight by hand. How many? How would you proceed and how many people would you need and how long would it take to do this the old-fashioned way? Now, if they found it in 1795, some people say they dug it out in 1635. I'm not sure on all those dates, but I want your opinion or your, just your, your own opinion on how many people it would take, how long would it take, uh, and such like that. Thank you, Carmen. Uh, I can only go by the uh, wear and tear that I saw on the iron artifacts, the iron tools. Okay. <clears throat> so, based on what I saw on the uh, the mushrooming of the tools, the use of the tools, how many tools, where they were, and all that stuff, my uh, best conjecture would be a hundred men over two to three months. That's all, a hundred guys. Yeah, 100, 100 men over two to three months. For just the money pit alone? But, uh, just based on the artifacts, the iron artifacts that they showed me, just based on the wear and tear of the artifacts, the tools. So you can tell how worn a tool, uh, how much you can equate time to a worn tool? Yes. Well, what about the, if that tool was hitting a rock for six weeks straight, then went through soft stuff? How how did, how do you how would you know that? Well, if uh, if it was a pickaxe, you can just tell by the, uh, the bluntness of it. Um, you know how the uh, how long the original pickaxe was. Okay, uh, you yeah. Know, you know when the time period of when the pickaxe was made. So from that, you can deduce how much work it done. I gotta write this down. So you could say one man would have had to use this for ten years, right? Yeah. Or so hundred men a month. So you say uh, it took a hundred men three, two to three months. Two to three months, according to weather and everything else. According to the artifacts that they showed me, yes. Yeah, according to the artifacts, and plus the weather's not the greatest up there, so who knows when they started this project. Yep, that, that includes all the uh, mining tools, the tunneling tools, the pick, the actors, um, yeah. the shoes, the shoes as well. All right. Now, they also showed us a Behringer survey that was in Dan Blankenship's office that they just found. Look at the amount of tunneling. Yes. That's how, a lot. Of how in the heck... I mean, some of this just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it's just, um, I mean, they did the uh, scanning. They did over 20,000 points of uh, seismic blasting. You know about the seismic blasting, right? Yes. So they have an overabundance of information, but yet they had to find these tunnels in an old Behringer survey in Dan's office. But yet, over 20,000 points that they did over the swamp, over the whole money pit, over all this area, none of these tunnels or anomalies 
came up. The anomaly came up in the swamp that they thought it was a ship, you know, a ship shape anomaly in the swamp. So I'm saying, well, shouldn't these other tunnels also show up in your system of surveys and all kinds of uh, radar, radar, all kinds of stuff that they've been looking at? Now, imagine not only the money pit, Carmen, how many tunnels are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I don't know. Maybe there's 20 tunnels there. How long would some, how long and how many men would it take to do that? If those are actual tunnels. Yeah. We'll say uh, every 30 feet under the ground. It would take the best part of a year, I imagine, or a year and a half. That's a, I don't think they're 30 feet. Yep. Because they're, they're, they got to be. No. Uh, if I was to average it out at 30 feet for each one of those, the deeper you go, the more you got to have air ventilation shafts in there. So that makes it a lot more work. Right. Because so, this is, this is at the depth of the money pit. Now the money pit yeah. depth they have is at 140. So these got to yeah. be at least 140 feet deep. All of them, not 30 feet deep. That would take a lot longer. So I would say a year and a half to two and a half years. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's why I'm asking you. You're the professional. I'm going, well, if these these got to be connected to the the money pit, you know, drain tunnels, if they're drain tunnels, if they're venting tunnels, if they're hideable tunnels, some of these tunnels maybe have treasure in it or whatever. Yeah. These got to be at the depth of the money pit. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, it's a mystery. Isn't it? I says, oh, my God. I, I'm thinking, okay, a thousand guys for about five years. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, wouldn't be quite that much. So you're saying it would be how many guys to do something like this here, your estimate? <clears throat> That's a lot of tunneling, yep. and uh, I certainly didn't see all the artifacts, but that much right. tunneling that deep would probably take yep. 100 men a year and a half. And who knows where all that dirt went. Okay, this Ed Stabub says, I agree. If they had old handles, they would have been hand-hooed as well. Why would they abandon the heads when the handles are replaceable? Well, that's a good question because these axe heads were perfectly usable. Right. For some reason, they uh, broke them, yep. threw them down, and walked away. And then Thomas says, Carmen, isn't an axe very important to the worker? Why were they? Why were so many found? Yeah, the axe is a very important at time as a tool. Um, in this day and age, you might own an axe. Back in that day and age, you did not. It would have been uh, a company or an organization that had axes. You were just simply uh, told to use it. Right. It also says, does Carmen do all the work on the forge? Well, did you hear me, Carmen? Yes. What's that? It says, uh, did Carmen do all the work on the forge when you worked there? Oh, yes. Yes. What you see uh, me working in the forge is me making certain things 
and uh, they uh, set it up so they come in while I'm doing something. George says, formerly trained in metallurgy. Very good, George. The different people would like to see me uh, on the show beating and pounding a little more before they switch to asking me questions about artifacts. It may happen. Let's see. That's where they found the ox shoes and the egg heads, right? Yeah, on lot 15, they found the uh, ox shoes and the egg heads, right? All on lot 15 next to the uh, fire kiln. And Carmen says, it's not my fire vent. That is a fire kill, and there's no tunnel underneath there, just a pile of rocks. But as a surveyor, Carmen, I just took it as if I plot something on a survey map, and if I plot possible tunnel, it looks like a tunnel. It doesn't look like a pile of rocks. Um, and because of the amount of charcoal found there, I thought it was a fire pit because they needed the fire to draw uh, 500 feet because they thought there's a tunnel going from the, uh, I'll show you. They thought there's a tunnel going from the uh, fire killed 500 feet to the swamp and 500 feet to the money pit. So I thought since the kill on lot 15 is at the highest point, like say it's a chimney, and they just blasted that place with fire, it drew the air down from the money pit area into the money pit so they can breathe mm -hmm. 500 feet to the fire pit so the men can be working down there. I mean, they didn't have no oxygen mask or anything, so how the heck did they do all this tunneling? They needed to breathe. That's right. They would have created a fire to draw fresh air down. Right, but would they do something and draw something 500 feet away? Because if you have a fire in the money pit itself, you're burning the oxygen that you're breathing, aren't you? <clears throat> the, uh, if you create a fire down in, a, in a, a mine, we'll say, or a shaft, right. it has to go up a, a flue or a uh, pipe of some sort. And uh, as the hot air is rising, it will draw down cold air in the bigger enclosure. We're men and working. So you're saying if I'm in a 13-foot round money pit at 140 feet, tell me where do I put the fire and where do I put a pipe? It would have to be away from the men on the other side. Other and side. We're, we're only 13 feet now. Yes, I know. But if you put it on the other side of the 13 feet, that would be okay. Okay. And create a fire and had hot air rising, it will suck fresh air down. But there's no pipe or nothing. It's just a fire blast, just a small fire and maybe an old pail or something. I would imagine there would be some sort of uh, uh, shaft, I guess you would call it, a small shaft for the hot air to rise. A small shaft. Yeah. And now I'm getting confused now. Of course, they couldn't put the fire on the platforms because the platforms would catch fire. I know that so far. Yes. I know there wasn't no extra flu going up the 13-foot uh, diameter money pit. That's all I knew was there was a platform every 10 feet, and that's all I know. I know yeah. one platform they found charcoal at one at one platform they found charcoal. 
but the rest they, they didn't as far as I know. So when they put that fire, as they got lower, what, about at least 30 feet or 40 foot down, then they got to need to draw air. What's the depth that they need air at? Uh, you're about right at 40 to 50 feet. Okay. So they must have had some kind of gizmo going to breathe because uh, this other idea of mine of having a fire vent at the kill is just too far away, right? It's a long distance. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Carmen. So I don't think it's for that, no. And then George says, uh, how do you feed 100 laborers? Did they grow their own on the island or the mainland or the other islands? Any evidence of farming? Yes, there's a farm on there, but I don't know And when they did this tunnel. I don't know when they did the money pit. I don't think anybody really knows. We go from 1635 when they some people said it was done. I mean, nobody knows when the money pit was dug out originally. You know what I mean, Carmen? That's right. That's that's right. Yeah. Boiled cabbage? Well, probably not. It was whatever they brought with them on the ships. Yeah, I thought there was one shipper, Carmen, that they dropped off cattle on Oak Island. I don't know. I read a story or heard a story about um, it wasn't oxen. They said they dropped cattle off there and went on their way. For what reason? I have no idea. Is that right? I didn't hear about that. Then there we have some uh, astrology. A good friend of mine, uh, Chris Donar, who was on the show with astrology. And um, that lighted area is the same area where he put the X on the mark to uh, dig. And again, that's the same spot they're going to put the um, uh, the cofferdam next year. I noticed that. In the same spot. With the, yeah, I go by where the curve of the road is, go by the curve of the road. Yeah, that's right. And where I thought I saw a tunnel. So everything's going, not Mercy Point is way up on the top. The eye of the swamp is way on the top. We're not even close to those points that where they're going at. You know what I mean? Yeah, very interesting. You know, and that's the section that they're going to go and coffer dam it off right there. Yeah, same spot. Let me see here. I got one more picture, then I'll let you go. No, I don't think I got it. Where is it? Alrighty, hide this one. Hide that one. Now, Corian Mall and Christopher uh, Morford plotted out this. Uh, they think the menorah in the Templar of Solomon treasure is buried on Oak Island. And they also gave them two spots. If you see the two green spots, they came off of Nolan's Cross. And you'll see two green dots, the second row down. And those are the two spots on each side of the swamp where they're looking now. That was like last week's uh, program. Oh, yes. Yeah. And... Um, they gave them X marks the spots 
And that's what made me concerned about, you know, the piles of rocks, the trench, uh, Fred Nolan's map, his two, his two shafts that are on the left-hand side. And that's what made me hunt around, and I saw that information uh, available free. So that's why I posted it and questioned it. You know what I mean, Carmen? Mm. I've not saw this, seen this before. Yep, it's like the uh, menorah shape yes. off off the off the Nolan's cross. Yes, and um, they came up with them two spots, them two green spots, to possibly uh, you know look there that something happened there, and they're finding things on them two spots now. Hmm. You know, like there's on the left-hand side, there's like a little swampy area that Dr. Spooner, you know, Dr. Spooner. Yes, I've met Dr. Spooner. Yep. He says that's over 300. He took a soil sample in that little swampy spot, which I thought was part of the trench. Now you got to get, you know, I'm trying to put everything together. I thought the swampy part going to the left is part of the, part of the trench, not just a swampy piece in the middle of nowhere. And mm. he says it's over 300 years old when he did a soil sample in the muck in that little swampy area, which I think is from that map, is the trench. How else would it be swampy um, to the left if it didn't go through the trench from the swamp? You know what I mean? Could be. And that's what got me interested in uh, looking at Fred Nolan's map because I was a surveyor. So that's the yeah. latest. That's the latest Great. on there. Can you imagine pirates doing that? Oh, God. No way. <laughs> uh, George says, a life aboard a galleon. I don't know if you know this, Carmen, but I'm going to put it out there. How many men will it would set sail on a Spanish galleon in the 1500s? Some of those big Spanish galleons would have 300 men. And then Thomas says, John, do you think the real money pit is above the water table to keep the priceless artifacts safe from water and corrosion? Uh, Tom, as far as I know, I mean, I don't know anything to tell you the truth, but if it's set in clay, you know, Carmen, if, if you had a, a something and you made a, a chest of something and you watertighted it, it would be encased in clay, no? Some type of uh, material that would be... Um Sealed against water. Uh, pine tar. There you go. And clay. Yes. I mean, now we have pre-treated wood, but in the old days, even, you know, they used to put, uh, I don't know if they do it now, but when you I built a house and stuff like that, you would have tar in your cellar, you know, up seven foot before you backfilled and put your drains around your cellar in your house. You would have tar all the way around the bottom for waterproofing. Pine tar was used for a lot of purposes. Not just sealing boats either. Yep. Okay. Well, Carmen, I think we saved the night. I think we saved yeah, the night. It's working good now, John. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Carmen, I didn't do a thing. I didn't do anything. <laughs> You saw how we worked, me and you, back and forth, me and you, trying to go live. Me, I don't give up. Do you notice that? 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. I have a, a, a gene in me that I never give up. Never give I up. Ne I never give up in life. No matter what happens, I go forward. I believe in my dreams. Everybody should believe in their dreams, no matter how old you get. You always got that younger self inside your body. No matter how bad your body gets deteriorated down, don't let it get to you. Always move forward. Always believe what, in your dreams. What do I do about this, John? Stay away from hands. Stay away from power tools. Carmen. I'm a blacksmith, not a carpenter. Right. Carmen, stay with fire and uh, 3,000-degree furnaces. You're safe. Any kind, you of, any kind of knives or saws, lock them up. <laughs> That's what the doctor said. <laughs> uh, somebody asked me uh, how this has changed my uh, life. Um. It's kind of nice being on television, you know, and uh, and and so on. But it allowed me to uh, realize that I want to teach more, right. do more of the uh, of the blacksmithing, and teach people how to do blacksmithing the traditional way. Yep, I hear you. I hear you. I'm big into if I can do anything like for charities up there at all. Uh, in Oak Island, like when Rick makes his, uh, Rick rocks and our members went crazy buying Rick rocks to help out people in Nova Scotia, uh, on the charity end, my group went absolutely bonkers and Oak Island tours recognized my group. Cause I don't know how many hundreds of necklaces they bought at the time. And I'm glad we did that because then the COVID hit, at least they gave them some money to buy some things when, you know, I think that happened in January and the COVID didn't hit till uh, March. So, yes. so yes. I do, I do do that. And I appreciate my members doing all that. Well, I enjoyed it, John. And um, it's always good to talk to you. Um, Very good. I'm glad this worked out. And I'm glad you stuck with it with me. I appreciate it 100%. Well, again, I, uh, I like talking about the blacksmithing and the iron and steel artifacts. The island in itself, again, I uh, pretty much leave that up to other people to uh, figure out what went on there many, many years ago. Right. But a lot of people in my 67,700 members, just like, you know, you know, what's Carmen's opinion or what does he think or whatever? So now we know, you know. They're always, you know, what does Carmen think of this? And what does Carmen think of that? Well, they had the chance to ask you. Uh, you told them. Yep. And um, that's the whole thing about this uh, group. We get informative. We get answers. And we get answers from the right people. We don't get like a rumorville, this guy said this or that guy said that. Uh, and some people don't want to do shows like this here. Um, I understand that because they're private and they don't know what's going to be shown on the show because I always hear, John, I can't really come on this show because I really don't know what's going to be shown on Tuesday night. Yes. Um, so, go ahead. Another, another thing is I have to be very careful as to what I say. Right. Because I signed a non-disclosure agreement, I have to sort of think about what I say and uh, not say something I shouldn't. 
Right. And we understand that. That's why when I go off my brain over here and you say, John, I can't say that because uh, I don't know, whatever comes <laughs> to my brain, I don't have nothing scripted. I don't have anything. I just go with the flow, Carmen. Yeah. I have uh, no problem with that. Just stay tuned for more shows and uh, you'll see me more on the shows. And we'll yep. uh, see where it leads. Yep. And uh, like we said, we know about the coffer dam next year. We know about the big dig. So we know a lot of these things are going to take uh, time. So that gives a nice positive to me that, you know, the show's not really ending um, and there's more to look at, but uh, it's a small island. I mean, after a while, you're going to run out of places to look and we're going to find out whose theory is right, whose theory is wrong and put all these answers and questions together and finally say, okay, this is what it was. Very good. All right, Carmen, well, I thank you so much. Um, you were fantastic, and I appreciate you 100%. We've got to have you on again in maybe in a couple of shows to see what's going on, and maybe they'll come up with some new artifacts for you to uh, to uh, look at and see what's on. If we get a oh boy moment, we'll have to have you on thinking about, uh, what do you think of this treasure chest? Well, then i got to have you on, Carmen, because... Uh, if they bring you, if they bring you a treasure treasure chest uh, hinge or something, you know, I gotta have you on. Okay, is that a deal? Who knows? It might even be Spanish. Right. Yep. Yep. Dan Blankenship says it's Spanish. Tony Sampson says it's Spanish. Barkow says it's Spanish. So I don't know. Who knows? Everybody has their own opinion. There you go. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for coming in. Thank you, Carmen. We're gonna You're sign welcome. off. And Great thank show. You so Bye, everybody. Thanks for the great comments. And we'll see you all later. Okay, I'm going to put on my ending uh, video. Hold on.